evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. We're already uh, in deep into September, and I believe tomorrow is the last day of summer of 2017. It's been a long, hot, great summer, uh, but it's been capped off by all this crazy weather we're having between hurricanes and earthquakes. Uh, it seems like the whole world's flipping upside down. But let me ask you a question. Do you, do, you, do you believe in angels? And do you believe in angels impacting spiritual events throughout the history of time? And do you believe you can invoke angels? I think it's an important topic and one we should explore. And because of that, we have a special returning guest, Marie-Ange Fregolas, and her special book, Angels in Everyday Life. It's a magnificent book. It's a beautiful book. It's a definitive guide to angels from around the world. It's got rituals in it, uh, how to contact your angels, descriptions of all the different angels. Uh, And regardless of your religion and your beliefs, uh, if you're open to the angelic presence, uh, she teaches us how we can tap into into them. So we're going to bring her out in a few moments. Um, First, let's get into a little bit about what's going on out there. And then we will bring Marie Ange Fogerolas out. So uh, what's happening? Well, right now, here I am in New York City, and uh, we've had our president at the U.N. this week. A very interesting speech he made yesterday. I had the opportunity to watch it. And on one hand, he was talking about how the U.S. doesn't... uh, really uh, push their agenda uh, and their way of life on other countries. And then he went out to pick out different countries that he didn't like their governments, whether it be Venezuela, North Korea, or Iran. Uh, and then he threatened to pull out of our uh, agreement with Iran, um, which could be very tricky because uh, how can anybody, how can these countries trust us? If one president makes an agreement and the next president comes in and says, sorry, I don't agree with that. Uh, it's just, uh, he's a disruptive president and uh it's probably a time where you know based on a collective consciousness we needed disruption uh but that only goes so far so uh we got to see if we can keep a handle on things the other thing happening is the republicans it's like the monster from the swamp in a movie they keep dredging out another version of their health care reform that nobody seems to want except for them uh and um there's probably going to be another close vote on it next week so uh, it's interesting. Also, I was watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, and him going back and forth with the uh, one of the, the Senator Cassidy, I believe, from Louisiana. And uh, so he basically said that what Cassidy told him uh, when his son was sick and came on a show, uh, when Cassidy came on a show that uh, he had promised uh, all these things that were going to be taken care of by a new health care reform. And now this one apparently doesn't do any of that. And then I saw Senator Cassidy on the news this morning, and he said, no, no, Jimmy Kimmel's wrong. It does all those things. So what are we to believe? Well, a bunch of analysts got involved in it, and they went through point by point, and they've determined that the senator from Louisiana is wrong, and the talk show host from L.A. is correct. So I'd be interested to see what Jimmy Kimmel has to say tonight about that. But, uh You know, this is one of these areas where we have such a big, prosperous, powerful country and we can't get our act together when it comes to health care, basically because everybody wants to get their hands in the consumer's pocket. And uh, it's taken precedent over uh, the the issue, which is helping people stay healthy and making making it so they're not completely economically crushed if they get sick. People are afraid to go to the doctors nowadays because they, they, they can't pay or they don't want to pay. And it, it's a shame with all of our technological advances and everything we've been able to do. And the fact that our stock market's going through the roof and unemployment's down. Can we get our hands, our arms wrapped around health care and help people in this country? My goodness, it doesn't matter what your affiliation is. Um, if you're a consumer, if you're an American, you've got to want affordable health care in some form or another. So let's hope we use our collective consciousness to bring that about um other things happening out there as you've seen on the news of course we have this spate of unbelievable weather where we have three or four different hurricanes blasting through the caribbean uh, marie is uh now uh, uh 
going through Puerto Rico and heading towards, I think it's veering off from the Dominican Republic, but uh, I think it was category four. Uh, we've got Jose kind of, kind of getting pushed out to sea um, east of uh, New Jersey. And so we really haven't gotten too much of that. And then we had Harvey and Irma, and it's just been a really tough hurricane season. And then along with that, we had the earthquake in Mexico, earthquake in Japan, um, earthquake in L.A. And we wonder what the heck is going on. Now, I have read that um, with some of these hurricanes that they're not created by man, but uh, man has the ability using some type of laser technology to kind of push the storms around. Why they're doing that, I don't know. Are they doing that? I don't know. But it seems like also a lot of things tie into the, this day, September 23rd. Everybody's saying something's going to happen September 23rd. But, you know, we've heard that before uh, many times. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to ask our guest about that, and maybe she can give us some in- angelic insights on that. But um, that's uh, kind of the big issues out there. So we're rolling into fall. I hope everybody's all set for that. Um, in tonight's show, after our guest uh, does her spot, I'm going to do uh, in the last segment our Guys, Guys, Guide of the Week. And I'm going to talk about uh, an interesting topic, which is uh, the Guys, Guys, Guide to Love and Money. Because money plays such an important role in today's relationships that uh, you, know, you almost have to hand over your bank statement to get a date nowadays for some people. And it's really tough. But you know, there are ways to make it work. And uh, the key, as with most things, is you have to have an open mind, you have to be flexible, and you have to keep the lines of communication open and be very clear with your partner. So I'm going to get into that after our second break. So uh, let me see if there's anything else out there. Oh, I am. uh, It's interesting because uh, we're talking about angels this evening. And uh, I mentioned on our show last week, and if you've heard some of my past shows over the last month or so, you could hear me coughing and wheezing. Well, as I had mentioned, I didn't realize it, but I had uh, picked up uh, pneumonia and I didn't even know it. Uh, I finally realized that I was sick. I ran eight and a half miles. I do long runs once a week and I just tripped on something at the end of the run. I fell down. I didn't feel good. I went for a swim in the ocean, but I felt cold. I was coughing. I was wheezing that night. I had a fever. I had sweats and then it began. I was like that for about a week. I finally, uh, I asked my angels and guides and I said, tell me what to do. I need help. I don't know what to do. And then the next day I woke up and said, I was down at my place at the Jersey shore and inside my head, a voice said, go home and go to the doctor. And that's what I did. And I was, uh, my doctor said, you're getting a chest x-ray. And as soon as I did, they called me up and said, you've got walking pneumonia and you have to take these antibiotics. And, you know, I'm not a big one on, uh, uh, taking drugs and all that. But, you know, there's a reason why people died at 35, a hundred years ago. So sometimes you get something and it's really, maybe I haven't uh, learned how to yet use the power of my mind to, uh, uh, quell some of these, uh, illnesses, but I'm working on it. Um, but, uh, I needed I needed the drugs. So I took two different antibiotics and sure enough, I was better in a week. Uh, still, you know, when you have something like pneumonia kind of hangs around in your system. So you've got to, you've got to kind of shut down and take it easy. So I actually sounds crazy, but I actually feel that in some ways, this is a blessing. It was a wake up call. Uh, my body was telling me, you know what, you're working out too much. You're working too hard. You're stressed out. Stop everything and, uh, just rest and recharge and uh, you'll get better. And uh, that's what I did. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, yesterday I was home, I had some work to do. And then at about uh, 1.30, I'm like, I'm taking a nap. So I went into the bedroom, hopped in bed, opened up the window, went off to sleep for about two hours. And I felt so much better. And I realized that, you know, it's important. Sometimes we just have to be. Everybody's always doing, 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 doing. And sometimes we just have to stop and be and recharge our batteries. So I actually wrote another blog post about that. So next week uh, I'm going to cover uh, the guy's guy's guide to just being, but this week I'm going to cover uh, love and money. So let's take a very quick break. And then we are going to bring our guest Marie. Ange Fogerolas out right after the break. So we will be right back. Okay. 
We're back on Guys Guys Radio. Um, as you know, this is a place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. The whole Guys Guys movement started with my novel, The Guys Guys Got to Love. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it in some bookstores. Um, we have a uh, website, robertmanny.com. I do a weekly blog there. I've done almost 300,000 uh, word blogs on there. So there's a lot of meat and there's a lot of video and a lot of fun stuff on my website. So check it out. You can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube also, and every podcast, we're up to 242, I believe. Every podcast for Guys Guys Radio is on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And if you really want to help out, because I bootstrapped this whole uh, movement, if you will, um, if you go onto iTunes and you rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the podcast, you get free downloads, listen whenever you want, which is what most people do, um, that would be a great help. So thank you for that. So let's talk about our special guest this evening. She's really a fantastically interesting person. Um, Marie is a, uh, she's a writer, a screenwriter. She's the author of many novels and books on spirituality that have been published in France and Canada. Uh, the book we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, we've talked about it before, but it's so fascinating and it's so deep and it's such a beautiful book that I want to talk to her again, and she was gracious enough to accept my invitation. It's called Angels, the Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. But let me tell you a little bit more about Marie Ange. Um, following her popular and critically acclaimed novel called Conspiracy on the Nile, which came out in 1996, uh, she's released more than 13 books, all different types, historical romances, supernatural dramas, um, self-help, esoteric, spiritual nonfiction, she won the Jury Award for Literary Prize organized by the Ministry of Interior France in association with the National Gendarmerie for Le Quadrille des Impétences. Uh, and she has teamed with France's most prestigious publishing houses uh, to release her books. And she's now with uh, Penguin uh, Random House's imprint, Torture. And um, the book... This, this book, Angels, The Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World, uh, was released in 2015, but it's, sell, it's still selling like crazy, and it's a great reference book. I keep it by my side. I refer to it uh, periodically, and you know, it has a lot of rituals you can use to contact angels. Sometimes, though, you don't even need to use a ritual. You can just call out and ask. But the more research you do and the more you learn about angels, it seems like the better off you are. Marie Ange is also, she's a mother of five. She lives in L.A. She writes novels, screenplays, and also she visits her na native Paris. So let's bring her on the show and welcome her back to Guys Guys Radio right now and learn about angels. Good evening, Marie Ange. How are you? Hi, Robert. I'm so happy to be back on your show. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much. You're such it's a lovely an person. And, and the book is so, well, thank you. The book is so beautiful that, uh, you know, I always keep it close by. And uh, there's so much to it that uh, we can never talk enough about it because um, it's, I think it's the definitive book ever written on angels. And uh, congratulations to you because not only is it interesting and it's easy to digest, but it, it's a beautiful book. It's really, it really is. So, uh Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. I want to start out by asking you um, about this, uh, what's going on now uh, from your kind of contact, uh, your ongoing contact with the angels. What do you think's going on and what are they saying about um, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, and also this date, upcoming date of September 23rd? Is any of that stuff interconnected or what do we have to learn here? Oh, that's a very interesting question. So first of all, I would like to thank you again for inviting me. I'm very, very happy to be there uh, with you and with our listeners. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, to tell you, I, I guess that you would ask me this question, of course, because knowing what's going on right now, it's like you said, you said something very funny. You said, what the heck is going on in the world right now? <laughs> Which exactly. is exactly what I have in mind. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, connecting with angels is, uh, we feel like, oh, we're connected with angels every has to be perfect but I think it has to be not perfect at all because this is the way we realize and understand what is going on and what the heck is going on this is exactly the thing because if nothing happens we are kind of blind we're deaf blind and we don't realize that there's a lot of stuff we need to change it's because there's a need like an urge to change many things in the world that the angels let things happen 
I think, you know, it's something that it's kind of hard to understand that angels are supposed to be protective, are supposed to be supportive, are supposed to help, are supposed to heal. They're supposed to do all that, but they do it. But the thing is, the world is creating really dark energies. A lot of people, like you said, it's all about, you know, you said about dating and money and you need a statement uh, to date. All these things, it's, it's, it's true. It's happening. And people are more and more concerned about money and worried about what's going to happen in the next month for some people. Some people have really big financial trouble. There's a lot of worries. You know, worries create bad energies. Um, mm-hmm. Anxiety creates bad energy. And there's a lot going on, on on a higher political level with Trump doing a lot of uh, things, you know, that some people, I, I just, I cannot say that I agree. So just thinking it's, it's pretty uh, terrible what's going, happening right now. And everywhere in the world, there's tensions, uh, political tensions and economical difficulties. So it's extremely, this world is extremely difficult to live in. And I think from the spiritual perspective, it's just about, okay, guys, look what's happening. Look, we need to kick you, kick your, you know, in the back. Mm-hmm. I'll just be yeah. polite. <laughs> uh, you know, poke you in the back. Hey, 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 look, look, look what's going, what's going on. Same thing with the, you know, the waters of the Atlantic. There was, they were too warm. This is why uh, we had this terrible Irma um, um, hurricane, which affected my family. My son was in Miami with his uh, fiance. So they had to flee to Georgia. When they came back, mm-hmm. the apartment, uh, my uh, daughter, future daughter-in-law's apartment was flooded. So it's, uh, you know, everyone's involved somehow, whether it's, uh, we had the earthquake uh, two days ago. We, there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. And it's because we need to understand something's wrong. We need to change. We need to change on a personal level. And we need to change on a global level. So it starts on the personal level to realize that lots of things are wrong. And in this situation, I received, and I'm very connected to my angels, of course, uh, all the time. And the message I receive is keep positive, stay positive. And I would mm-hmm. just need to tell this to our readers, uh, our listeners, sorry, and, and to, you, to you because it's very important to stay positive because a lot of people are so depressed and so um, feeling, oh, there's no way out. How are we going to get out of the situation? It's terrible. It's overwhelming. So the more we say it's overwhelming, it's hard, it's difficult, the more we create it because it's just about energies. The world is really energies there's evil energies bad energies negative energies very difficult to deal with and there's beautiful energies of light of power of um, love of everything that's that's positive so i think it's a real fight right now that's happening between the negative and the positive so if we want the positive to win we need to stay positive and i will just tell you listeners please please stay positive because if you tell your Mm -hmm. neighbors your friends your your family well we're going to get out of this we're going to overcome all the problems. We're going to fight for the, the to fight the global warming. We're going to be part of it. We're going to send good energies to the world. This is going to help a lot. So we absolutely need to hang on to these positive ideas and spread them all around us and tell everybody, well, you know what? It's pretty bad right now. Yes, but it's going to get better because we need to for the world to get better. So let's better ourselves and let's be positive this is extremely important for the energy so it sounds like um uh, that the collective consciousness of uh, humanity is very powerful that you know if 200 people get together and they think positive thoughts that can affect 20,000 people but it has to start uh with the individual so each person has to on their own uh you know get their mind and their spirit straight to focus on the positive to learn how to trust and let go and connect with their angels and with God and uh, be able to see uh, the, the beauty uh, that life can be. Um, is, that, is that correct? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Let me tell you just a little anecdote. That's something Please. that happened to me years and years ago. I was uh, with people who were uh, a kind of big group of 40 people meditating in a room. And it was summertime. The weather was perfectly fine. It was in France. It was the weather, you know, blue sky, no cloud. It was beautiful. And we meditated. And some people were very uh, distraught and really in, in a really difficult uh, mindset. 
and they were meditating with us. And after we did this meditation, above the room, uh, above the roof, was a very dark cloud, although the sky was completely blue and cloudless before. Hmm. So you see, this is what happens because it's not it's not something that's not real. A lot of people, when I talk to people, my you know during my sessions and readings, I tell people you know energy is something that's real, it's true, and some people have hard times understanding that it's it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another story is that you know that's my observation during World War Two and during World War One and going backwards to the war uh, the war between France and Germany in uh, 1870. These times of war, the weather is horrible. The winters are drastic, are horrifyingly cold. And it's all horrifying um, weather conditions. Uh, Stalingrad was devastating. It's all about wars create very, very, um, like I think, like if the earth were angry, I don't believe the earth is angry in itself. I just believe the energy is so dark and so mm-hmm. evil that it creates weather conditions that are very, very difficult. So it's about, you know, energetic situations that create horrible uh, consequences. So this is exactly what's happening now. And this is also why this person says that um, it's the end of the world on the 23rd of September, which I don't believe at all, um, as I didn't believe in 2012. I even wrote a book in French that was published in Canada to say 2012, it's not going to happen, but there's so many things we should think about, for instance, nuclear dangers and, and mm-hmm. what we do and the wars and everything is, is more of a danger than, like, let's say, fake profits. So I don't believe the world is going to end in a few days. I just believe that we need to work on ourselves to be positive and to spread good, good stuff around us and mainly love because this is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. I was uh, I had mentioned earlier about, you know, when I was sick, I reached out and asked for help and uh, I got the help. But m- one of my points was really that, you know, the help wasn't like an angel didn't come down and make me well. What I got was information about what to do to help myself. And then addition, in addition to what I did, which was go to the doctor right away and go home and go to the doctor. I also um, meditated uh, and um acknowledged the pneumonia and uh and thanked it for what what it was teaching me um whether it was about frustration or fear whatever and then asked it to leave and um i believe that this is what the angels gave me they didn't go solve my problem for me but they taught me what to do to solve my problem so is uh is that part of the challenge that some people have where you know they are so um reliant on tangible proof of something that they uh, think that, uh, you know, you pray and something happens. And if it doesn't happen, they say, well, there's nothing out there. But really, uh, you a lot of the prayer will help you help yourself. Could you help me out articulate that? Oh, yes, this is very smart what you said, because this is exactly what happens. Because, it's, you know, I believe we were born to learn something. And throughout our, our life, we learn every day. And we learn how to handle situations, how to handle our, our health. Uh, so you, your, your story was very moving because, uh, of course, the angel somehow tapped on your shoulder and said, hey, you need to go and take this medicine yes. antibiotics because you need to. The thing is, I believe um, you were exhausted. You were really, <laughs> really, really exhausted. And this yes. is why you, you got this pneumonia. So what you said after was very interesting is that you need to rest. And I believe this is a, what we do. And I do the same. So I'm not critical, judgmental at all. I do the same. And I tell the same to myself. There's times for rest. And I have very difficult times resting because I'm always taking action and doing stuff. And it's very hard for me to say, oh, wow, I'm going to stop working and taking a break. And this is what I would advise our listeners is to be wise enough to take a break. Because you know what? When you take a break, you are connected 
to the angels and to the spiritual world. You are less connected when you're taking action and doing a lot of things. Uh, whether you're working or doing stuff in the house, wherever, it's better to be sometimes out of everything in your bubble and connect and feel quiet time. Whether it's mm-hmm. meditation, and if you like it, if you don't, you can just rest right. and that's it. And empty your mind and just connect. Because the thing is, the more you, you, you know how to balance your life with times for rest and times, times for work, the more you can connect and, and the less you're, you're sick. So I think you, it's a very interesting experience you went through. And, um, of course, um, I believe it's uh, Archangel Raphael who guided you mm-hmm. because he's the, yes. the angel for health. And uh, he's very uh, present right now because a lot of people need healing, and uh, especially after you know the uh, the earthquakes and all the uh, hurricanes. So a lot of people need healing, and many people are sick in the world. And he is very useful and helpful. And we need to awaken our consciousness about our self power. We are very powerful, and most of the time we don't. It's not that we don't know it; we ignore it voluntarily <laughs> because we we feel like. I don't have time to waste to do spiritual things or it's a waste of time, but it's not. Just this is why I really would like to tell our listeners today, it's not a waste of time. It's, it's a big help that we get from the spiritual world because we need this time of rest and recuperation to get back on our feet and be capable of thinking properly. And especially, you know, for instance, on my side, when I'm writing, sometimes I... I really, really try to push myself and work and work. Mm-hmm. And I realized the next day what I have written when I push myself was bad and I have to delete it yep. and start again. Mm-hmm. So, and Robert, you're writing, you're a writer, you know exactly what it is. Yes. And the next day you were very, you're unhappy with your work. And you said, oh, I pushed it. It's not good. It has to come like this, you know. Oof. Oh. So this is why, this is wisdom to to be capable of, Spend time resting, meditating, or doing things you like that make you happy. Because otherwise, we're just pressured and stressed out. And I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm I'm working on this myself. <laughs> no, we we all are. I mean, here I am in New York City mm-hmm. and having a long corporate career. And like uh, people, they just so many people. They have to be doing something. They can't sit still. Uh, they they some they. I know a lot of people like this. Where if they're not doing something. They feel like they're falling behind or something's lacking and they don't realize that not doing something can be as beneficial as always doing something. And uh, it's, you know, everybody has to cross that bridge kind of on their own. You can't change people. But um, I think the more we put out that energy that, you know, it's okay to, you know, take a take a breath now and then people will learn if they indulge that it's a good thing. Doing nothing yes. can be mm-hmm. very, very helpful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so let's uh, talk a little bit about, uh, just for context, um, since you are an angelic expert, what was the, uh, what happened in your life at a very early age, just for the benefit of our listeners who might be hearing you for the first time, what happened to you that kind of connected you with the angels? Was there a, uh, you're a writer, was there an inciting incident? Yes, <laughs> yes, you, I think you remember it. <laughs> uh, yes, there, there was an exciting incident. Uh, it happened when I was uh, four and a half, four years old. Uh, I was at my grandparents' house. It was a big house, and there were long corridors, and uh, they were kind enough to let me uh, ride my tricycle in these corridors. So I was a little girl, dry, you know, riding my tricycle and mm-hmm. pedaling very fast, you know, as usual. And um, all of a sudden, I, I felt something a light coming I didn't know really it was a light or something weird uh, on the right and then it came right in front of me and it was like a light like a mist with a light inside to be specific it's kind of very strange when you're four years old and you wonder sure. what the heck is this <laughs> so um, I just you know let it come to me and it came to me and I felt when I was in, infused with this uh, light and energy from this kind of mist. I couldn't see anything around me. I was in, in the mist. And I had this feeling of being loved, like unconditionally, and in, from 
It's a love that doesn't exist on earth. It's something that's so irrational, so strong, so powerful. I felt there's, there's pure love, like pure love. I think this love is a little bit similar to what the people say when they have uh, near-death experiences, when they uh, go through the tunnel mm-hmm. and they feel like, you know, the loved ones are waiting for them. And all of them, when they come back, they say, oh, we felt this unconditional love that's beyond understanding and beyond uh, human love. So I think it's part of this kind of love. And it's just very difficult to express what it is. It is just so reassuring, meaning whatever happens to you, you're loved, regardless Mm -hmm. of your hassles and ordeals and whatever happens in your life, which I had a lot of hassles and, and ordeals and lots of things happening in my life. And you feel like, oh, I'm connected, I'm with the angels, I should be extremely protected, but it's not the case. Why? Just because you have to learn. And because I, mm-hmm. from this first time I had this connection, I went through a lot of things, uh, personal things. I had my uh, husband committed suicide. I, was, I had uh, four kids. Um, you know, it's just, just I got a divorce oh, after gosh. three kids. Then I, I got remarried. My husband committed suicide. Then I got remarried and my husband was abusive. So, you know, you feel like, oh, why is she looking for trouble? Is she looking for it? You know, I heard that. You're looking for it. Why did you have five children? Are you insane? There's a lot of judgments that I heard. But sure. my purpose was having a lot of children because I was the only child and I had a lack of love. And just I had so much love probably because I had this encounter with this beautiful, incredible love, uh, supernatural love. Probably I was so full of love that I wanted to give life to to people I would love, like, you know, love to death. So this is why uh, I had five children. And when people ask me, oh, it must be difficult to split your, your time and your energy and your love between five people. And I said, you know what? I never split my love. I just mm-hmm. multiply it. And this is sure. how it works. So the more you give, the more you get, the more you give, and so on, so on. So, um, you know, life is never a, a funny and, and, and easy and simple path. I think the purpose is to get better and to become a better person and to give love and to understand. And more and more you understand the world and the more you understand yourself and the more you know what to do and you can help uh, people around you. So it's about understanding and learning. I think the, 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 the role of the angels, and this is what they do, it's not only protection and connection and, oh, I'm going to pray to the angels and get everything I want. It doesn't work this way. You get a lot of stuff, yes, but it's never what you plan because God has a plan, I believe, yeah. but you have to learn first. You have to learn and go through ordeals and experiences. This is why nobody has a very uh, steady or, or easy life. You know, people who tell you, oh, my life is just crazy. It's so easy and great. Yeah, but there's always something that's not easy and great. So it's just because it's about learning. That's it. So uh, for, for most people, I guess one of their fundamental questions when they start to think about uh, angels is, uh, you know, they've been told that they have a guardian angel and maybe they have some guides. What, but they're not sure, well, do they have one guardian angel? Does other angels kind of pop in and come, pop out of their life based on their uh, journey, if you will? Um, the angels assigned based on what the person signed up for before their incarnation. Uh, who are the guides and uh, what is their role versus the angel? Could you, could you help our listeners by talking about that a little bit? Because I think if people have that context, they can start to uh, get on the road to developing relationships with their angels and guides. Absolutely. So we definitely have a guardian angel. As soon as we incarnate, this um, angel has been assigned by God. This is all the traditions who tell us that. Uh, He's assigned by God to us personally. So he is our, our guardian angel. So, you know, it's been centuries since people talk about guardian angels but it's real it's real we have a guardian angel when we incarnate and we also have another angel uh who's in the angel of birth uh because if uh, in my book i have the the the, the contents of the mm-hmm. you know they have the dates uh and in within a frame of four days you are in these four days it's a specific angel that's protecting you so we have two angels the one that's our angel, only ours, we don't share this angel with anybody. And we also have the birth angel uh, that we share with the people uh, who were born in the same uh, frame. 
uh, time frame. Um, and also, obviously, we can call upon many, many archangels, powerful archangels. So guardian angel, uh, he's, he's there to protect us, and he's also um, the one who's calling on the uh, higher power archangels who will help in, in, kind, in, in case of really difficult situations. So we're never alone. We just need to feel like we're never alone. Although our life seems difficult, sometimes we're desperate, but we're never alone. And if we stay positive and we keep going and we say, no, I'm not going to fall, I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to get where I want to go, you're going to receive a lot of help. So never be desperate, never be negative. Always feel like there's a way and there's a light somewhere waiting for you because the angels want us to learn, but they also want us to succeed and to be happy. So there is definitely a way to get out. You said it about your experience, uh, Robert, when you said you, you knew that next time you learned that you didn't go to the doctor right away. Next time you will be able probably to rest enough not to get sick. So yes. this, is, yes. uh, this is exactly what the angels want us to understand, that not to get sick, not to feel, not to have financial trouble, not to put ourselves in a situation that's going to be really uh, negative for us. So it's about understanding, learning, and opening up to the angels and say, okay, you know, I have to learn something. Teach me and be very humble and they will teach you and show you the way for sure. Now, how about, um, you know, it seems like uh, there's a lot of people nowadays who, who I think the secret helped us a lot where they want to, they believe in working with energy and they want to manifest things. And it's a lot of it is like, I want this. And like, they think about it and I believe I have it and then I don't have it. And what happens? And from my personal experience, it seems like what we really need to do is um, get in, find our alignment with our truth and kind of eliminate anything that is not part of our human third dimensional, if you will, our truth and get in alignment. Because when we get in alignment with who we're supposed to be and our journey and our mission and our truth, if you will, then things, you don't have to work as hard where if you're trying, trying, trying all the time, you can actually create blockages for what you're trying to accomplish. But if you, it's like surfing. If you catch that wave and you get comfortable with it and you learn how to kind of surrender and let go and not, not insist on controlling a specific outcome, you can be in a lot better. And I'm learning this the hard way myself. You can get yourself in a position where really great things can happen that you want to happen and you can choose the experiences you want to, but you have to be willing to just let it go and trust. And that's really tough for a lot of people because uh, we're in this uh, society where I want, I get it, or I don't. And when I don't get what I want, when I want it, then I just go on to the next thing. Help me out with that. Oh, this is, I would just say that you're, you're right 100%. <laughs> I just have to agree 100 or even 1,000%. Uh, it's so true. Um, myself, I was, uh, for two years, I found myself completely broke, which never happened to me before, and I was completely, completely broke. My uh, children helped me. Uh, it's, it's, it was a terrible situation. And I was wondering, why does this happen to me? I have good intentions. I want to help people. I write good books. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm enlightening the world with my messages. What's wrong? What's wrong? And, you know, I had a, like a faith crisis and wondering and say, oh, yep. my, my angels, what I are you, you doing? Why, don't, why do you let me down? So the thing is, I learned so much during this time and realized that exactly what you said. I was forcing things that were not for me, the plan was not to take me there. So when you force things, when you want it, you don't get it uh, because it's not for you. But if it's for you, it's simple. It comes this way. You snap fingers, it's coming soon. So I absolutely agree with this. And most of the time we want to control because we have fears. And because we have fears, we don't trust and we have no faith and we lose the faith. And I did lose the faith myself. So I, I can easily talk about it. And I agree with you, Robert. It's very difficult. And for everybody, it's difficult to have faith when you touch rock bottom. and You feel like, oh, where, where am I going? What's going to happen next? But then something happens. And in this, these times of really dire straits, when I was really with nobody at all, 
um, one day uh, I was disconnected from my angels and a friend of mine uh, who's a psychic in France and she told me, you know, uh, something's wrong with you. What's wrong with you? And she was like feeling something in the energy. She said, what's wrong with you? What, what did you do? You disconnected from your angels. This is bad. You're going the wrong mm-hmm. way. It's very bad. So I just prayed. I prayed. And the, within five days, I received a phone call for a session, and I, which I didn't have in a long time. And believe me or not, it was somebody famous uh, who, uh, whom I had seen one year before. And this famous person, um, she asked me the price. Uh, she said, I will be with two of my friends, so we'll have the afternoon for the three of us. It's going to be amazing with your readings and sessions. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So she asked me a price, so I gave her the price. But everything went on perfectly well. When I came back home, I opened the check, and I said, I'm going to put it at the bank tomorrow. And you know what? Guess what? The price was tripled because she, what she heard, I said for three she thought it was for one. It was tripled. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so when this happened to me, and my children were amazed, like really, wow, mom, this happened, really. And I just prayed. So, you know, this is exactly pray and wait for things to happen. Things happen that are amazing because you're supposed to do that. If you're not supposed to do it, it's not going to happen. And uh, another example, my daughter is an opera singer, so she worked hard. She got a degree from the conservatory in Paris, and she got her degree, and she started singing, but she was uh, really uh, shy to get on stage. Her legs were wobbling, her voice was shivering, and something was wrong. And in the end, now she stopped singing, although she believed from her heart she was a singer. Now she's she's a producer. She's producing mm-hmm. Carmen and different operas. She's very happy with what she's doing right now. But she thought she was a singer. She forced it, and she couldn't handle it. So you see, that's sometimes we yes. want something, mm-hmm. and we don't get it. It's just because we force it. Maybe sometimes it's because our ego, uh, instead of projecting a good ambition, projects the, the negative one. And just because we, we just want to control and we are fearful so we do something we're not supposed to do. So, you know, for our listeners, if something is, you feel that the, the path is closed and the doors shut one after the other, it's because the angels and God don't want you to go this way. And there's a simple way somewhere that you're going to find and you're going to learn. There's never, ever a door closed forever. Always there is a door for you anytime. This is, I want to be reassuring and say, oh, mm-hmm. God and the angels, they don't want us to suffer. They just want to understand, which is a big difference. You know, mm-hmm. you can see it from a negative perspective. Oh, they want us to suffer. They want us to discover this and that. But if we don't understand, okay, you're going to suffer a little bit and a little bit more if you don't understand, a little bit more, more, more if you don't understand. That's it. It's just if we understand, if we open up and we let go of our fears and control, things go the right way. So just be confident and have faith. Mm-hmm. Um so I think another uh, thing that people struggle with is when you have, you know, you have your guardian angel and you have some guides and then you have your, uh, the archangels and then you have angels that have kind of specific functions, if you will. And then you have uh, the creator. And uh, I guess people get a little bit tripped up by the hierarchy and they probably think like, well, why don't I just, do I pray to God and ask for God to have the angels help me? Do I go to Archangel Michael for everything? Cause he's kind of the, you know, the, the highest level or do I pick this? Do I, how do I communicate best with my guardian angels to be able to access the angels, you know, that need my help. If I'm sick, do I go directly to Raphael? How, how can people, I know you've outlined all of this in the book and you have a lot of different rituals and a lot of different paths uh, to contact your angels. And you also say you can just invoke them. If you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need everything. You can just invoke them, but what's the best way for the typical person uh, to kind of get their arms wrapped around? How do they communicate with uh, the angels and uh, deities, if you will? Well, this is a very good question because uh, you're right. Many people are a little bit lost. Why would I call angels if God can do the work? (laughs) Of course. Um, Yeah. So um, the thing I would say, there is one way that is always right, always, is the way of your intention. 
So it, whatever you do, you need to put all your intention in your prayer. So whether you, you call upon God or, it's, uh, or I can, Jean Michael, Raphael, whoever you call upon, whatever you do, you need to have a very strong intention. A prayer is not just, oh, a few words I'm going to throw in the, in the air, into the air. I just need uh, something, I'm going to pray, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No, a prayer comes from the heart. So it, this is the thing I want to t- tell everybody. It needs to come, to come from the heart when you pray. And it, it works very well because your intention uh, is extremely powerful because it's an energy that you put in your prayer. You, 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 like it's a cloak you put on your words. And the cloak is visible to the angels. But the words, you know, they will just be carried away by the wind if you don't put intention in it. So this is the first thing. Then, of course, you can call, you know, pray to God, of course. God is always there. But if God created the angels, he had a purpose. He had a reason. So the angels have an existence that, uh, that's a knowledge in many, many religions. And even in Buddhism, there's a sort of uh, uh, beings that are, it's a matter of name, but they're exactly like, like angels. So in many religions, whether it's Muslims, whether it's uh, uh, Islam, so Islam uh, in, in um, uh, Kabbalah, uh, Jewish religion, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's in Christian religions everywhere. And there's uh, the Mormons. So many, many people in the world believe in angels and believe that God created the angels to be practical, to be close to us, because God probably is a very strong energy, very, very, very strong, and has a lot to do with the dark side. So I think he's very busy (laughs) taking care of the dark side. Um, So this is why we have the angels, and this is why we can connect to the angels whenever we need to be connected to them when we need to pray. We can pray the um, uh, guardian angel mostly for very personal little things of life. You know, something that's wrong in your life. Oh, your car has something. Whatever you can uh, um, call your, your guardian angel and to protect you when you go somewhere at night and you feel very insecure, ask mm-hmm. your guardian angel. But you also, for big purposes, you have somebody in your family who's sick, then you will call the angel who is really a specialist. So it's exactly like in life, you know, you, your car it breaks down, you, you go to uh, the, the garage. And if uh, you're, you're sick, you go to the doctor. It's exactly right. the same thing with angels. You find mm-hmm. a specialist. And each angel, like Michael, is going to protect you from um, negative energies and going to fend off these energies. Uh, he's going to work with you uh, in your life to protect yourself from uh, vampire energy. Uh, mm-hmm. these people who, you know, suck up your energy and yeah. who are very uh, negative to you. So he's doing all this. And you also have Raphael healing you. You have Gabriel for uh, every, everything that's uh, related to your feminine side. So when you give birth, when you're pregnant, when you want to get pregnant, when you uh, spread messages, you call on uh, Raphael, uh, uh, Gabriel, sorry. And then you can, uh, for instance, today I was connected to Auriel, A-U-R-I-E-L, Auriel. Uh, he's a very interesting angel because he's the angel of choice, discernment, and new beginnings. So I think today uh, he's very helpful because he's showing us the path. We need to make good choices and have discernment when we make those choices. And this angel is very powerful for this. And if, for instance, you have questions about which path should I take, you can call Oriel. He can help you. And you can also call Michael. He's going to show there's the wrong way and where not to go. And uh, mm-hmm. Oriel can guide you where to go. Gabrielle can help you where to go. And Raphael is going to protect you. He's the, he's the, he's, he's the, you know, puts a, a hand on your shoulder and tells you what to do. I'm sure he did this to you, Robert, when you had your... Uh, yes, your, uh, I believe uh, so. Called, um, your... Um, pneumonia. Lung, Walking pneumonia. Uh, pneumonia, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. do you... So, um, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, this, that's, uh, just uh, figure out there's a specialist for any case okay. uh, now, we need. Now, how mm-hmm. about... Um, Angels on Earth. Do we have, you know, angels in human form who are out there kind of helping us and uh, living amongst us, do you believe? Uh, This, I don't believe. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't believe this because I really believe in energy and angels 
are non-existing creatures. They're, they don't so have they're an existence, a physical existence. Right. Yes, they, they are okay. from the spiritual world. A lot of people believe in, uh, in earth angels. I don't, because to me, mm-hmm. a human being is a human being. Um, this gotcha. is a very interesting debate, because they're Jesus, who is incarnation of mm-hmm. the Son of God. Well, this is a debate, uh, you know, uh, Personally, I don't believe in uh, human angels. There's people who are very good people who are called human angels, but I believe once you're human, you have flaws and you're not perfect and you, <laughs> you cannot be an angel. So, because an angel, any angels have unconditional love for us and there is no flaw, there is no defect. It's perfect. It's absolute. It's pure. There is nothing human in it. And as long as we are human, we're, we face life. And, you know, sometimes we, we harm people, although we don't want to harm them, but we do it unintentionally. And to me, the right definition of harm is when we harm people intentionally. We want to harm them because we want to get something. We want to abuse them to uh, get them to do something they don't want to do or whatever. This is harm. Uh, but we all do harm people, you know, sometimes we are not very kind to, to someone for a reason because uh, any kind of reason and then sure. we regret it, but it's done and we do it and we all do it. We're not perfect mm-hmm. and yep. we need to accept ourselves as not perfect. This is why I don't believe in, a, in a earthly um, angels. I believe okay. angels are creatures from the uh, spiritual world. Now, uh, just a couple more questions, and then I, I hope we, we can give a blessing. Uh, the angels will bless our audience. Um, let me be uh, the selfish host and ask you, from your our conversation, and you know me pretty well, um, just energetically, what, um, what are the angels saying I need to be doing? Because I've been working on all the things I've discussed about your alignment and letting go and surrendering and this and that. And I'll tell you a quick story. I was asking about a month ago. To, I needed a sign to not let me know I'm on the right path because I want to write a nonfiction book about uh, spirituality, even though I'm a regular guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, touched in any specific way, but I think I've got enough there that I can do it. So I walked down into the, uh, I was at the top of the subway stairs. I've never told this story on 116th street. And at the bottom of the stairs, it looked like a pile of clothing. And it was rush hour in the morning and people were stepping around this clump, whatever it was. And I walked down and I realized I saw it moving. It was a, and then I saw a wheelchair, a guy with no legs, a paraplegic with no legs was curled up in a ball. Apparently he tried to get down the stairs and he went tumbling down in his wheelchair, got knocked over. He was lying at the bottom of the stairs and I couldn't believe it, but nobody was helping him. So I was with my family actually, and we were, heading we had to catch a train and at penn station i said stop we gotta we gotta just stop and i tapped the guy on the shoulder i said you gotta help me and he rolled his eyes and i'm like come on so i picked up the guy's wheelchair and i took it up to the top of the subway stairs and i went back down i said come on let's go so we picked this guy up and we got to the top of the stairs and he was pretty heavy and then the guy who was helping me said you you hold him and i'll hold the chair and i said okay and all of a sudden this paraplegic was in my arms. And what happened was amazing because all of a sudden he had no weight. He was as light as a feather. And it was like, he, he didn't weigh anything. And then when I leaned over to put him in the chair, all his weight came back. And then we put him in a chair and uh, the guy said, thank you. And uh, I went down and got his bottle of water and he had dropped a quarter or whatever. And, uh, and I, you know, sent, kind of sent him on his way. And I'm not doing that to pat myself on the back. I just felt like, well, okay, we're human beings. We've got it. And you can't just step over somebody laying at the bottom of the stairs. But the point is about an hour later, I said to myself, you keep going. You're doing the, this is, that's the sign. You got the sign to tell you that doing this work to help other people is what you should be doing. So go for it. And even though, you know, I've pitched this idea to my agent, he was like, ah, I don't know. It's a long shot. And I figured I'm doing it. I'm doing it anyhow, and it's going to work out. So anyhow, that's my little, that's my little uh, setup. But what kind of vibe are you getting? 
Well, I, I just, first of all, I have goosebumps because uh, your story is incredible. Uh, really, I have goosebumps all over. <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> I have a very strong feeling that you, you received a very, very strong help for when this, this, this guy who was really like a feather. So this is absolutely incredible and amazing. And, and uh, I, I really <laughs> want to stress this out. It's just, trust this, it's incredible. So I really feel like you have something very special. And uh, unlike what you say, uh, I'm just a normal guy. Okay, you're a guy's guy's <laughs> a radio guy. But honestly, you, uh, you're incredible, Robert. And you have a lot inside. And you are a very special person. So uh, don't belittle yourself. You, you have a lot to do. And I think um, for now, you just need to find the exact support you have everything you need the support from the angels but i mean like the means to to do it you you just need to find the means to make it happen because mm -hmm. you have everything ready you're ready you have yes. learned a lot you have understood a lot of stuff you want to help people it's shocking that nobody would pick up this poor guy that fell from the wheelchair this is horrifying so obviously there's something to tell the world. So help other, your neighbor, help yes. people out and do something, obviously. So you have a great message to spread. I just don't know which message and how you should, uh, where it's, I'm, I'm sure you need to write a book, but I feel you might need to change something in the book. I feel there's something that's not absolutely settled for your mm -hmm. book. Rethink about the book, I think. That's my okay. feeling. Um, yeah, because I feel like it's not it's not exactly what it should be because it has to be. You know what? You're too shy. You need to go further, further, and stronger, and you need to be blunt somehow. It's time to speak out. It's your okay. time to speak out. Got so it. that's my feeling. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for listening to the story. It wasn't again. It wasn't. It was just such an incredible moment when this guy, he actually wrapped his arms around my neck and we were almost became like one person. I'm like, this guy has no weight in my arms. Oh, and I amazing. was like, it really, really was. Um, but it, it, to me, it wasn't even like, well, it's the right thing to do. How could you not help the guy? I mean, people like, come on. Have we gotten to the point where we just step over a paraplegic because we're on our way to work or to get coffee or something? Well, you know, uh, my gosh, no. In, in everywhere in the world, I heard that in China, old people die in the streets and nobody cares. I heard that in, I've seen myself in Paris, people not taking care of somebody uh, who had trouble with uh, clutches, uh, crutch, uh, how do you say, crutches. Mm -hmm. So you, you see this everywhere in the world. It's not only in New York, uh, in Paris, in China, everywhere people can die in the street and nobody's going to give a helping hand. Uh. So there's big messages to spread and tell the people, well, you know, Got if it, it. happened mm -hmm. to you, just figure out if it happens to you. If you were the guy in the wheelchair, what would you think? Yeah. So yeah. it's important to think this way. And this is why, uh, Robert, I'm sure you, you absolutely have a message and, and you're, you're a greater energy than you, than you think. You have a lot of power. I really know that. <laughs> you right, well, just need to so find the, the exact way to find yep. to express it. I think I think yeah. you're right. So can uh, Marie the uh, Marie Ange? The book is uh, Angels: The Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. Marie Ange Fagarolas. And could you please uh, send a uh, work with the angels and kind of send a blessing out to our audience? Of course. I uh, just want to tell my uh, um, the listeners that on my Facebook page, uh, my website, Please. I'm redoing yes. my website. So I just have a Facebook page under my name, Marie, uh, M-A-R-I-E hyphen A-N-G-E. And my name, Fogerolas, F-A-U-G-E-R-O-L-A-S. In French, it's called, it's, uh, it's pronounced Fogerolas. Um, and you can send me a message on my Facebook page and it will be a pleasure to reply to you. Um, and I would, uh, just today, I think we need to send a beautiful, powerful and light to the world and to everybody who needs it. Uh, we all need energy from the angels and we all need spiritual energy. So today I will call upon Raphael. He is a very uh, beautiful and healing archangel and I would just ask Raphael to spread his light his healings and put his hand on everybody's shoulder today all the listeners 
will feel something like a feather or like a very, very light pressure on their right shoulder. Feel this. Something is touching your shoulder. Feel it. And you will feel it's like a feather. It's delicate. It's subtle. But it's there. Raphael is behind everyone. And Raphael is sending you healing energy and love and light and protection. And he's reassuring you. And I just right now channel that he's telling you, don't worry. Do what you have to do. Learn. Get better. And everything will be fine. Fantastic. What a beautiful message. And I just want to say many blessings from me to all our listeners and to you, Robert, of course. Well, thank you so much, Marie Ange. You're just a wonderful, you are, there are angels on earth and you're proof of it. So thank you so much for being (laughs) on the show. And uh, I hope we can do it again because it's just, I have about 30 other questions. There's so much to this book and I just love speaking with you. So thank you so much for being our special guest on Guys Guys Radio. It's always a pleasure to be there with you. So anytime. (laughs) Okay. Stay well. Okay, folks. You too. um, we're going to take a quick break now, and then I'm going to do a uh, fast version of our guys, guys, guys. So let's take a quick break right now, um, and then we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So as I always promise, I do a quick guys, guys, guide. Uh, the show we ran a little bit long tonight, so I'll make the uh, uh, our guys, guys, guys quick. So it's about love and money, uh, and it's really about uh, – one of those key issues that we have in so many relationships. So I've broken into from my experience and uh, just some common sense. I'm going to give you a couple of tips have to do with handling money when you're dating, uh, handling money when you're in a committed relationship or cohabitating. And also if you're married. So, uh, you know, nowadays with dating, um, women make, uh, they don't make exactly the same amount of money that guys do for the same job, but a lot of them are doing very well in business. And a lot of them who are entering the workforce have better educations than the guys. But still, uh, the kind of traditional way of doing things is the guy asks a woman out to get things started. And my feeling is the guy should pay for the first date. And if you go on a second date, if the guy sets it up, he should probably pick up the check there. And from that point, then it has to be somewhat organic where, um, the whichever partner wants to chip in, maybe the woman wants to make the guy dinner or she takes him to a movie or this time she takes him out or whatever. I know nobody wants to feel like, well, you paid for my dinner. So then I have to have sex with you or something like that. You'll find your way when you're dating. But I think initially the guy asks a woman out, even if it's just, you know, for drinks or whatever, uh, pick up the tab and just be done with it. And then if you're going to do it again, if it's dinner the next time, whatever, pick up the tab again, and then you take it from there. And you'll, you'll get a sense as to how the, the, the flow is going to be between the two of you once you've gone on your third or fourth date. Because at that point, uh, you know, if the woman's cool, she's going she's gonna to pick up a check or she's going to come up with an idea and she's going to bring you a bottle of wine or cook your dinner, whatever. Things ev- have a way of even their, themselves out. So that's kind of for dating. Uh, just be cool about it. And uh, if you're a guy, start the relationship out on the right foot by just don't make the woman feel uncomfortable. Just pick up the first couple of checks. Um, if you're in a committed or relationship or you're cohabitating, you know, that's, that's things where things start to get a little bit complicated. Um, let's say you own a house and a woman moves in with you. Well, you have to figure out how are you going to deal with that? Does she pay you rent? Does she buy into the property? Um, does she buy the groceries and you pay the mortgage? Um, you want to have a scenario where it's very clear as to who pays for what and make it work for both of you. Because the last thing you want to have is some kind of uh, unspoken bitterness there where one person feels like, well, uh, the other person kind of has some equity and I don't and I feel like I'm a renter living in their home or whatever. And I've been there and it, uh, it doesn't work for anybody and it can create issues. So, you, again, you have to keep the lines of communication open and figure out uh, now that you're in a more committed relationship and uh, maybe both rent an apartment together. That's easy. You split it down the middle. Or if you're a hedge fund trader and your girlfriend or whatever is a, a waitress, you know, you're probably going to pick up the majority of the payments, but you have to find out what works. 
if you're married, you know, marriage is complicated now. A lot of people have a lot of different marriages. They have kids from different marriages. And, uh, you know, that's where prenups come in. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you have to find out what works also. So if you're married, um, I have found that it's easiest if you both people, um, you know, you find different things that you pay for. But also um, you keep you keep a separate checking account and credit cards and all of that. And it all comes out in the wash. But you don't want to, you know, get a credit card bill and see all your wife's purchases on it and say, oh, she didn't have to do that or whatever. Keep that stuff. My advice would be keep that stuff separate. Uh, no matter how you even if you pool the money or you do joint income taxes, there has to be some independence. And uh, nowadays, usually both partners are uh, working and contributing. But again, the key to all of this is uh, having open communication and respect for one another. And uh, that's how you work on love and money. So uh, that's my thoughts for the week. That's our guys, guys, guide of the week. And that's our show for this week. So uh, we'll be back next week. We've got Barry Eaton um, from Australia. He's got a new book out. He's a radio personality there. He's been on the show a few times and uh, a very interesting guy. So we're going to be back next Wednesday. And until then, like I always say, uh, have a great week. And also remember, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>